The second thing that stops us being a good listener is bad habits. And we want to look at five. It's worth recognizing that most of us fall into at least one of them, and some of us fall into a lot more. Uh, Nikki and I have worked out that between us, we're guilty of all five, and I have to admit that I own up to four of them. The first bad habit is reassuring, which is my principal one. If Scylla's telling me something she's worried about, my tendency is to tell her not to worry about it, that it's going to be okay. Often, the reassurer wants to be cheerful and positive about everything. But when we do this, it doesn't allow our partner to express disappointment, hurt, or any other negative feelings. I think when it comes to listening, uh, I'm definitely a reassurer. Uh, when Jill is explaining a situation, perhaps uh, at school, where things have been a bit pressured, I find myself saying, oh, it'll be all right, before I've even heard the full story. And that, that means, really, I block Jill out from expressing what she really wants to say. So I've learnt that reassuring isn't the best tactic for listening. Yes, it doesn't really solve a problem when I'm actually really just wanting to talk about it and be listened to and not have anything solved. Mm. I'm a business analyst, so you know, treating Jill as a problem to solve, I've learnt, is not the best <laughs> approach. The second bad habit is giving advice. An advice giver always wants to give a solution to the problem. But the trouble is that the speaker, more often than not, just wants to be heard and understood, not fixed. I'm definitely an advice giver. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's my natural default. It's just something that I automatically do. And um, yeah, it's, it's, I've realized with Taryn that's not, a, not the best thing. Often she'll just come to me and talk to me about something which I automatically think, oh, solution, here we go. Um, and that doesn't, that doesn't work at all well. But um, since we've identified that Mark loves to give advice and I don't really, that's not what I'm looking for, uh, things have been so much better. I'm, yeah, I'm more open to telling him about things because I know that he's just going to give the right response now. But it means having to say to him, please don't give advice. That's not what I need. I just want you to give me a hug or say it's okay, we're in this together. And so it seems a bit mechanical at first and you've got to practice, but it's definitely had the right, the right impact. And, you know. What Taryn will do now is, because <laughs> she knows that I'm just so rigged that way, she'll say, I'm just telling this to you. And I, I, don't, I, didn't want to, I don't want you to sort of like try and problem solve it or find a solution. I'm just wanting to tell you this. Um, so and then that makes me understand, okay, switch that one off and just listen and understand. And then we're both happy. Yeah. <laughs> the third bad habit is intellectualizing. This is when the listener is always trying to find an explanation. If you tell an intellectualizer, I'm very worried about my mother, she's getting very forgetful these days. Their answer could well be a long lecture on how it's probably Alzheimer's disease or could be senile dementia, and then an explanation as to the difference, followed by rushing off to check the internet to download some more information about them. The problem with intellectualizers is they aren't listening for what the speaker is feeling. The fourth bad habit is going off on a tangent. You're just telling someone about something that's happened to you, but before you get to the best bit, they say, oh, that's just like what happened to me last week, or, oh, that reminds me of when, and away they go on their own agenda. And you never get the chance to finish your story. 
they've totally hijacked the conversation. The fifth and probably most common bad habit is interrupting. If you're talking to an interrupter, you can't afford <laughs> or to pause to think. If you do, they're in there and you've lost your chance. I'd say that I'm a bad interrupter. I'd say that I'm a, even a serial interrupter. Um, and I'd say I've also got another bad habit, which is I just sit there and wait for Deb to stop talking before I can just jump in again and interrupt her <laughs> that way. So, in conclusion, all five of these habits prevent the speaker from saying what they're feeling. And if that goes on happening, the speaker mm. then starts to shut down and give up and says to themselves, what's the point? These bad habits stop us from communicating well with one another. It's worth asking ourselves, do I have one or, or more of them? I'm a professional interrupter <laughs> and solver of Jill's problems even before she's said mm. them fully. And uh, the communication, uh, e the evening focusing on communication, helped me to realise that there were some simple ways of just uh, effective listening. Um, and it, it meant um, being less of an interrupter and less of a problem solver, more of a, an, of a listener. And I realised I'd actually got to speak as well when I'd got the space <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to do so. So it was, it was really good. Why don't you take a few moments now to identify what your particular bad habit is? If you're finding it difficult to recognise your own weakness or you're not sure, you could check with your husband or wife. They just may have a better idea. Our discussion question for you to consider with your spouse today is to take a few minutes to identify your particular bad habit out of the ones that have been discussed today and then discuss this with your husband or wife. Have a good discussion. We'll see you tomorrow.